So us texting the gang here, and me and Jordan got into a little side conversation, a little message back and forth there the other day. And I think Jordan missed the episode. We were talking about, like, let's share our dreams. Let's talk about, like, what weird stuff comes up in our dreams. It was, like, a couple episodes ago. And I think maybe Jordan was busy with real life. She didn't have time for dreams. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but then we were just chit-chatting, me and her, and she mentioned T-Rexes. I was like, how do we go from just mentioning a well, normal thing and then all of a sudden there's uh, true crimes and T-Rexes? So I want to know, Jordan has watched so much true crime that the true crime is slipping into her dreams. And we also get dinosaurs. I got, so I got to, I got to like, like unwrap this for a second, you know, <laughs> like walk us through this, Jordan. How do we go from you're watching true crime, then you're dreaming about true crime. And then why is there a dinosaur? Yeah. I don't know where the dinosaur came in. And so I'm, I always have dreams of like, there's an attacker, I'm typically trying to find the attacker. It could be it's wild stuff, but yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't know how dinosaurs got into it, and then it became a talking dinosaur. And so well, I think you had said there's a mad scientist, and you gave me an example. I said, "Give me an example," and you're like, "There's a mad scientist, and he's trying to steal my unborn children." Or like in the dream, you have children. He's yeah. trying to get the children. To get the children, he sends out a dinosaur assassin that you somehow convinced to have a change of heart, and then he's like. Either falling in love with in love with you because I, I was like the only way to trick a T Rex is you gotta charm him, right? Yeah. So the T Rex is like stepdad to your unborn your children that exist in the dream your dream children. So then you gotta so then the T Rex is like I'm gonna go f- help you deal with the little scientist dude, right? Honestly, I think it was the cat. The cat is what had turned the T Rex into the double agent. But yeah, it was wild. I didn't. Yeah, I was supposed to like. Oh, you think your pet said, hey, don't eat don't eat my mama and don't eat these children. Let's yeah. go kill the scientist. It's the cute right. kitties. So he was like, you want to get them back? Like, do your cats uh, do your cats show up in your dreams? Yes. Yeah. As all like of, participants? All of them. Like even wow. cats that I've had in the past, I'll have dreams Whoa. with them in it now. The, they come visit me in my dreams sometimes. How many cats do you think you've owned in your life? Um, like personally for me, probably like five, but like okay. overall. Oh, so five is like a little squad of cat ninjas. I was like wondering if you had like a cat army, like if there were enough like to 20. like make a little army or something yeah. to fight dinosaurs and mad scientists. Not yet, but soon. Yeah. So, but, but see then like case in point is like, so you watched all this true crime and now you're got true crime paranoia. Yes. Like sipping it, like, like, you know, getting into your sleep. Like I yeah, said, it was my in. fear last week is like actual crime being done is mm. like my fear. So Dave is mostly afraid of greasy stranglers, but that's because of another movie. <laughs> right, Dave? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's kind of an inside baseball joke, folks. But if you ever go dig up an episode from last year where we're talking about this slasher movie where the guy drips himself, literally bathes in grease and then strangles people on the street. Isn't that kind of hard? Like wouldn't your hands be all slippery? You know what? You just broke yeah. the fourth wall. Like you literally, you just like nobody has ever pointed out that the one failure in that movie is the fact that the slimy killer would slip around. Yeah, I think with so much stuff that goes on in that movie, you kind of have to let everything else. It's a, slide. It's, a wild, it's a freaking wild movie, man. Like at one <laughs> point, they're like deep frying eyeballs. Whatever. Like, I had dreams of double agent T Rexes, yeah. so I think yeah. I could probably get on so, board with like a greasy strangler. There, there's not 
there's a lot of room actually in the T-Rex movie market because the only other movies I could think of was there's a movie with Whoopi Goldberg where the T-Rex is her <laughs> her police partner. They're like detectives. Hmm. That's as close as I can get to your dream directly. But there's also a girl's boyfriend dies and gets put in the body of a T-Rex. <sighs> right? Tammy so that's Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. So oh, my goodness. You would be the only third movie in this subgenre. Like this could happen. Like you could you could do this movie at like well do your like make your dream a movie, you know? Let's do yeah. it. All right, so go to GoFundMe slash T Rex. Well, we just like crowdfund the movie. That'd be insane. Could happen. We actually did a yeah. We yeah. Who knows? Anyway, all right. I digress. Um, folks, you're listening to Binge Watchers podcast, and support for the show is brought to you by Manscaped. They're the best in men's below the west grooming. Their products are. Precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. You can join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And we got an exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 20binge at manscaped.com. If this math is correct, that's 12 million balls, David. That's a lot of balls. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Clean shaven yeah. balls. All right. <laughs> we'll tell you more about Manscaped later, but we're going to jump over to, uh, um, you know, Jordan pre-show was asking me, you know, how's the week going? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not too bad this week. Um, we have some new friends, David, over there. It's still Austin, right? Oh, wow. They got, this is cast strength. This is like cast strength bourbon whiskey from still Austin. They sent me two bottles, this one and the straight one. Here's the funny thing. So I got this in the mail. I was pretty excited. It was just a mystery box showed up. Opened it up, two bottles, couple stickers. I was like, this is like, they're like wooing us. This is like, this is like the honeymoon phase or something. And, uh, folks, it's like dangerously good. Like, this this is what happened. Like, I'm like, oh, I'll make an Instagram real quick. So I, I go, I don't have a cup. Usually I have a cup. So I pop it open. I take a couple swigs. And then, like, I'm cruising on their website later and I go, oh, I didn't realize that I downed 118 proof liquor. Yeah. So <laughs> then wow. I was like, here's where. The dangerous part comes in. It has a bite, but it's so smooth that you don't think it's... You think you're drinking a wine cooler. You don't realize that you're rocking 118 proof, uh, you know, cast strength bourbon whiskey. But, uh, you know, in honor of getting a free bottle, I'll have to figure out how to send you guys ones because I don't even know how they ship this, but we'll figure it out so people can get this. Highly recommended. Yum. And... This mug, folks, I don't know if, if you're watching the video, I got my Living the uh. Dream mug that has Freddy Krueger on it. Some oh. artwork done for the fourth movie. You know how I measure drinks? I fill it to the ice. So if it's a lot of ice, three and one. What are you going to do? Put that back there. Okay. I think we're ready to podcast. All right. Um... This drink's going to make me feel good, folks. Disclaimer, drink on your own time. <laughs> no, I don't know. What do they say? Drink responsibly or whatever? Yeah, that's what they really say. It's feel good month, so we're going to be feeling good. It's all about movies that make people feel good, get inspired, feel better about their shitty trudging through life with car accidents. What else? Taxes. Uh, their team didn't get to the playoffs. What else happens? Uh... Is there anything else? What's normal? Uh, you get cancer. <laughs> One of my friends was texting me that like 
some mutual friend of hers is like sending images to her other friends about things, gifts he's sending her. I'm like, this is getting very stalkery. So you also have to deal with stalkers. That's, That's another thing. thing in real life. That's the thing. Yeah. Goes ties back into uh, your true crime situation that you're having. Was a true crime series I watched pretty yeah. recently. <laughs> I chafed uh, my thigh. That sucks pretty bad. So Oh, dude, that sucks. sucks. That yeah. usually happens to me like swimming in specifically chemical pools. Yeah. Not oceans, rivers, or natural flowing water sources, but pools. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, David, you ever get chafed? Uh, for quite a while. I don't I don't exactly keep a chafed calendar. <laughs> we're gonna get Dave we're gonna get some bourbon in Dave because he doesn't want to share anymore on these shows. He doesn't wow. wanna be the he doesn't want to share. Okay. Let's All jump right, over some home video headlines. What the hell is going on in the movie uh, TV world? Actually, I thought this one was kind of ridiculous. I didn't know they did, still did like cocaine on movie sets or like in per diem. Like in movies in the seventies, they literally like would negotiate how much cocaine they had on the set for the actors, the directors, the crew. It was like a thing. Like just hey, what? How much in the budget is for the cocaine? And like so, Equalizer three. It's like the third Equalizer movie with Denzel Washington. It's like an action movie, which is based based on like an old TV show. And he kind of, like, writes wrongs, right? Like, he's, like, an army vet, writes wrongs, I don't know. But the main caterer from craft services on this movie, so, like, the head chef or whatever, had, like, a massive coronary related to the cocaine, and they're like, oh, we found, like, 132 kilos just hanging out here, you know, at the, <laughs> the, 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 the food cart or whatever. And they're in, like, Italy or another country or something where you know their, like, drug laws are, like, really steep. And, like, oh, right. something's going down for this. It's, but then I was like... I was like, then I sat there and thought, like, okay, if it's not the actors per diem and Denzel Washington is a huge cokehead or the whole set is just doing coke all day because it's a post-pandemic life and people are like, we're just going to kick up our heels, do whatever the hell we want. You're not going to live forever. Although David might. Are you immortal, David? You Highlander no, style no. immortal? All right. I wish. So I was thinking maybe that's how they financed the movie, you know, because that's the other thing, too, is like coke wasn't just popular on the movie sets. Here's some trivia is drug money financed movies, you know? So anyway, I thought it was a funny story. Well, you know, God bless the person that died. Good luck to you in the afterlife. I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, somebody did actually really die, and that kind of sucks. But the am I the only one entertained by this? I guess I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember story. hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems story. like of all the movies that for it to come out of was the Equalizer 3, of all things. Of all the movie sets, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I guess I'd expect it out of like a Tarantino movie or like a Fast and the Furious or I don't mm. know, just something about the Equalizer. You mean like something where the cocaine would have been a prop in the movie anyway? Like if it was a movie about drug trafficking or something? Oh, that's true. Yeah, like um, oh, like uh, Blow. Literally oh. the name, the movie that's named after cocaine. <laughs> that was a shameless screening I'd seen not that long ago. It was so good. Yeah. Um. Oh. Do you know the zombie movie 28 Days Later, Jordan? I have actually seen it before, but it's oh, been nice. so long since the last time I'd seen it. Did so. you see 28 Weeks Later, the sequel? Mm, I don't think so. No? Okay, so um, there's now talk of revising the 28 Months Later concept for the third movie. <laughs> I guess Danny Boyle and Chillian Murphy are actually having like conversations that you know push it along. What do you think, Dave? I'm hoping, man. I, I enjoy yeah. those movies. Um, especially if they get back most of the original cast. I'm, I'm all for it. Now, Dave, did you know that 
There's Japanese Godzilla, and then there's like American media Godzilla. There's like a million different versions because even in American, there's like the Roland Emmerich one, then there's the one that we just had, and well, we have yeah. like the MonsterVerse now, like modern Godzilla, right? And then you're right, like in the '90s, we got the rights to do a movie where he looked like an iguana. But I mean, simultaneously, the original Japanese series like the is Tehoe still ones. running, like it's still ongoing. Yeah. So they're about to kick out another sequel next year, hmm. and the Toho Studio ones are pretty good. Um, there's one called like Shin Godzilla, I think that's what it's called, and like he's like a that one's talk about wild. He's like I crazy. Think that was the most recent one that was that was not one of the CGI ones. Yeah, like the last Toho one. So that one's pretty good. So that one's worth uh, taking a look at. Um, tonight's movie, folks, is the best of the best. Team USA versus Team Korea in a kickboxing tournament for Olympic gold. But of course, Team USA is a misfit band of underdogs. Band? Band. A misfit band of underdogs, naturally, of course. You got Eric Roberts, Philip Ray, Chris Penn, Sean Penn's little brother, and James Earl Jones is the coach. Dave, what can you tell us about this movie? All right, let's see. What can I tell you? So, uh, <laughs> no, no. So this uh, this was a really popular movie uh, in the VHS era. So much so it spawned three more sequels. So they did a total of four of these. I thought there was more actually, but still four is quite a bit. Um, so start Eric Roberts is a pretty pretty big guy. Or like uh, we'll get into him. He is. Uh, brother to julia roberts uh he's the father of emma roberts um so they yes. seem to have like a little acting dynasty going on there so far yeah um while i could i looked up and down i could not find an official record or um award or anything but i would wager that eric roberts is has to have the world's record for most most roles to one actor in film uh, he has nearly 700 credits to his name. He just yeah, doesn't stop crazy. working. Um, I, I thought there's people that out uh, surpassed him, but no, he's beat James Hong with 454 credits and Danny Trejo with 430 credits. Uh, so he's like way ahead of the pack. Um, and this movie actually has quite a few like uh, Oscar people in it. Um, Louise Fletcher had won an Oscar for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And, of course, Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones, and Sally Kirkland have all been nominated. So for a, for a kickboxing movie, there's a lot of, like, Oscar gold behind it. But the dude playing um, playing Tommy in the movie is Philip Ray, and he's still a martial artist today. Yeah. And he did all the stunt work for Stranger Things, trained the characters for the last season, That's and cool. helped write the screenplay for this movie. Um, Which Eric actually, Roberts, you know, he was nominated for Golden Globes and an Academy Award, like in his first three movies for like Runaway Train or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and for a movie about gypsies. Yeah, um, but also I, you know, you mentioned uh, the writer Philip Ray. Um, something I found out is this movie was like inspired by a real event. Yeah, uh, apparently mm-hmm. his uh, his brother was sparring in a competition and uh, once out of the ring, the opponent kept uh, coming at him or was trying to give him an axe kick. Yeah, did like and, an illegal kick. Like, right. And the, um, he, uh, the brother, uh, the Philip Ray, um, intervened and, you know, confronted the guy about it. And then he became totally apologetic, saying, hey, you know, I'm sorry. That was just I was trained to not stop until my coach said so. Uh, so, you know, and that inspired this movie, apparently, just the. That idea of trying to understand how why people do what they do in these competitions hmm. to be the best of the best. 
<laughs> we'll find out why it's the best of the best in just a moment. We'll be right back, folks. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Support for Binge Watchers Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. It's the performance package. 20% off and worldwide shipping with the code 20BINGE at manscaped.com. And if my math serves me correctly... That's about 12 million balls. Now, I know uh, we kicked out some of these uh, performance packages to Jordan and David. And so I want to talk about whether or not they're trimming their balls or if they got a funny story about using the Weed Whacker, which is a new ear and nose hair trimmer. Jordan, what do you think about the stuff that we got from uh, Manscaped? I'm rocking the cutoff tonight, so let's yeah. go. This bag is dope. I've been using the nose trimmer all the time because I am 30 now. So nose hairs are a thing. Um, I don't have balls to shave. So mm. but on a emotional end, balls on a receiving end, yeah. I can appreciate it being nice and smooth manscaped area. So, mm. you know, that's all Dave? I have to say, Dave. I mean, it does a good job of shaving your balls. I guess I can, I can say that. <laughs> Can vouch you know, for that gold star. I, I can vouch, and you know, you're not itchy after, like you know, other other treatments. The nose hair trimmer is pretty nice. Heck yeah. Uh, you know, I too am in my 30s, so you know that becomes an important thing to keep your your nose and ear. You know, clean. the trimmer is uh, good enough to shave both your balls and your sideburns, David. Oh, also, and it doesn't leave like a burn, like you know, if you use like um, those like nair products, you know, like the hair remover oh, yeah. products. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like death on on Skin. pubic hair. Like it'll kill you. But just using their little uh, performance package, the trimmer, the lawnmower, you're like, you're good, good, to, okay. good to go. Like my balls have never complained. So Oh yeah, yeah. I'll get I'll get into that. I'm gonna tell them what they're gonna get. So the performance package, as Dave wants to let you know, has arrived. It's a game changer. Inside this package, you're gonna get the lawnmower 4.0. The, that's their trimmer. The Weed Whacker, which Jordan mentioned, it's the ear and nose hair trimmer. The Crop Preserver, which is the ball deodorant. Great stuff. You smell fresh all day. The Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs. Jordan's probably wearing those. She didn't tell us that part, but <laughs> oh, she yeah. probably is. And you get a travel bag to hold all those goodies in place. And also the Lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is like the future of grooming. And uh, it might be, it actually might be the best ball trimmer ever. Um, it's a fourth generation trimmer. It's got a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents with their advanced skin safe technology. It's waterproof and it actually has a 4,000 led spotlight. If you need a more precise shave, having the light actually helps. You don't skip a beat with that thing. It's also waterproof. So you can take a bite of the mess on the bathroom floor. 
Besides that, your grooming game is gonna grooming game is gonna go to the next level. Performance package also includes the weed whacker nose and air hair trimmer, which we mentioned before, which is great. And it's hey, it's designed for men, but it works for women too. What can you say? Helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls are gonna thank you. Manscaped, they throw in two free gifts for the performance package. You get the boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to a whole nother level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code 20binge. That's 20% off free shipping with the code 20binge at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. 20binge, unlock your confidence and use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I'm probably going to shave after this podcast. Make I'm some... actually already shaved. I just wanted to add that in there because I thought it'd be a cool detail for an yeah. advertisement. I don't know. I mean, it makes a great gift for the balls in your life, you know. Mm. So mm-hmm. holidays or the balls like you love. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, awesome to add it to the ad copy. Hey guys, you know, holiday season. You know, hang them on a tree. That's how clean they're gonna be. Uh, now back to the podcast already in progress, and we're talking about best of the best. And athletes actually do shave a lot, so they probably shave their balls for their karate tournament because you wouldn't want, you know, a hairy, sweaty ball to flop out of your karate shorts. Am I right, David? You would not. Definitely for swimmers. You know, they love these things. So, actually, there's no better time to go into what we like to call favorite bits than after an ad about balls. (laughs) I love it. You know, the bits are the best part. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, this movie was not short of training montages so that. <laughs> there was like yeah. three in the first 50 minutes we need a montage yeah so <laughs> that's I a south park reference folks yeah. see and i wouldn't have picked up on that i don't watch south park um definitely loved the bar scene thought that was super fun lots of funny interactions with women in that scene mm. um like when he asked her if she was going number one or number two i'm like what like that was wild um, I love how they put the kid in. The eighties, they had a whole different language when they when they <laughs> courted each other. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, and yeah. then uh, they put the kid in the in a coma. I was devastated. I it just made me so sad because Grady's uh, son gets hit by a car and he has to get a late cast and he was in a coma and you know I was just devastated. But he's a great but father to be. That's there. where the Eric Roberts killer acting comes in. I gotta see my son. He's gonna lose his leg. You know, like the coach is like. You can't go. <laughs> like your spot's gone. Like you won't be on the team. I can appreciate a denim fit with like mm. an like off the shoulder flannel he was rocking. So I was definitely here for that. And despite the like blatant racism, <laughs> the athleticism <laughs> was incredible. So you know there was some stuff there. What about mm. you, Dave? <laughs> I have to laugh because what is blatantly racist today? I'm sure like 1989. They're like. We did it, guys. We did a lot. <laughs> we did a lot to move forward here. Oh, yeah, at the time, God. I'm sure it was probably. Well, I said they like... were misfits, so they had to show the cowboy coming yeah. together with the Asian team member. You know, um, right? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I there's a lot of montages. I think only Rocky Four probably beats this for <laughs> most montages in a movie. Um, but no, I, I did enjoy the montage. They were well done montages. I'm not. Have you seen the Rockies? Because I think you're thinking of Rocky 3, where they run on the beach and there's a freeze frame. Yeah, but Rocky 4 is like 
like 25% montage where he's training in the snow and then there's Drago's training and there's a lot of montages. I don't know. Maybe just Rocky altogether has a lot of montages. But we're talking he about probably this. invented the montage. I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I This has to have the most dramatic ice cream in a movie I've ever seen. Uh, other than Red Red Wheels, but that's a really, really inside joke. Well, now uh, you know where the reference comes from, Dave. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> you fucking directed it. You had no idea where I wrote that. No, in. you so directed anyway, it. I produced back, it. <laughs> okay. Once upon a time, Dave and I went to film school together, and we had to graduate, so they make you make a film to get out of film school. And so I was like, hey, let's do a revenge movie from the 70s, but let's make the characters tiny little shopping carts, and they're alive. And then, yeah, at one point, there's a montage where they're, like, dating, and you see how they fall in love. And the ice cream dramatically drops onto the ground, a la best of the best. There's a scene where, you know, so the dude with the brother issue, because in the movie version, Dave was telling you the true version where, you know, dude's brother was in a competition, but he didn't die. I mean, his name's like Steven. They're very much alive working together today. But in this movie, for dramatic purposes, the older brother died in the tournament against the the Korean karate master, kickboxing, whatever, jujitsu, whatever's going on. And... He leaves. He gets on his motorcycle. He's dramatically driving down a highway. He stops at a gas station, station wagon. There's two brothers, and you go, oh, shit, man. They're about to do a metaphor with him and his brother. Here comes the feelings. And then he sees it. Yeah, little brother drops the ice cream. Big brother, I got your back, bro. Gets him the ice cream. So then his character Tommy goes, I'm going back. I can't leave my brothers in arms alone. I got to go. I got to finish this for my brother. Turns around, returns to the tournament. Tries out that axe kick that Dave said was so deadly. Mm. Will I spoil the end of the movie? Were they really the best of the best? I don't know. Any more favorites, David? Um, well, I guess the other other biggie is um, I thought somebody else would have mentioned it, but the uh, pop it back in. Like this is if oh. Rocky, Rocky has a scene of like cut my eye. This movie has like pop my arm back in. I'm going back in there. Well, so oh. they set up the pretext foreshadowing in the beginning, saying like Alex Grady who's played by Eric Roberts, that he competed on the American team like 10 years before, had a massive injury for his shoulder, probably wasn't going to compete ever again, got rehabilitated, is competing, right? And so what Dave is saying is like, during like, the they're like, they're like 25 points down, you need the most points wins, like half their team's like, just not doing that well, <laughs> you know, like, so his match is like about to be ended on a technicality because his shoulder's out of place and he's like, as Dave said, Pop it back yeah. in. Just pop, pop it back in, man. We gotta and get he, them points. <laughs> yeah, we got, gotta get the, we gotta close the gap on them points. And uh, then uh what's weird is like how Eric Roberts, when he turns into his warrior mode, like they have these intense close-ups, David, you know, like where he's like, I'm gonna destroy you. Like, where did that come from? He's the sweetest guy the whole movie. Like, what happened? <laughs> Game face on, ready to go. Like, that was crazy. Um clearly the whole movie is my favorite bit. Do you want to narrow down one part that sparks particular joy? Well, you already <laughs> stole the ice cream. What's left? Uh, actually, uh, okay, guys, I've seen this movie maybe like seven times. Oh. And, uh, uh, but for some reason, you know, maybe it's the whiskey from Still Austin. But when I watched the, <laughs> when I got to the, when I got to the final scene where they lose by one point and you're like, I thought they were the best of the best. But then, because he spares the life of the guy that killed his brother, all the Koreans walk over and put their Olympic medals on the Americans. I was just like, oh, man, 
like I got a little teary, David. I like did I had too. I had like feelings falling out of my eyes. I was totally and then crying. falling out of my eyes. <laughs> then that's our next I, t-shirt. <laughs> I took this envelope. It's hard to see the pencil writing. I wrote a best of the best sequel on two sides of this envelope. I'm like, I can get Eric Roberts. And then I was like, oh, but I'm also gonna need like a Korean action movie star. I was like, oh, I'll get one of the Power Rangers. I'll get Johnny Young Bosch, who's actually a Korean American actor, and he was, you know, he's in the Power Rangers as well. So I think he can do martial arts. But you want to hear some of the dialogue, David? You want to hear some dialogue? Go for okay. it. Okay. It starts out with it's like mockumentary style. So it's like him talking to the camera and talking to the dad. So this is Walter. This is the main character, and this is Walter. You know, it'd be like Alex Grady's son, Eric Roberts' character's son. So it starts out with, my dad was the best of the best, and I'm his son. I'm going to be the best of the best of the best. See? Added another best. Then the other cool line, this is going to be like the trailer moment. You know how like, you have like a 30-minute teaser. You got to spice it up, and you got to catch them, right? Yes. Hey, cupcakes, cupcakes are for winners. Which is a play on that other line, you know what I mean? From that other movie, instead of saying like coffees for closers, like <laughs> cupcakes are for winners. It'll make sense in the course of this thing. But I was like, as you said, like Eric Roberts has done like 700 movies, he doesn't turn anything down. I was like, I could type this up and send it to Eric Roberts. Oh, and guess who has Eric Roberts' cell phone number? This guy. Sorry, I was doing this guy joke, but I had to take another sip of this. Um. Yeah, I like uh, all the father son stuff. I think is classic, but the movie that's the the part that seals the deal is like um, when they win the respect of the other team. That's like my favorite bit. Oh, same. Oh, yeah. I was crying uh, for sure. Oh, did you get did you get them feelings? Oh my god, yeah, I cry at the all the stuff though. So this definitely had me crying. I cry at the stuff. <laughs> so we're going to rate it now. I mean, you guys can probably know which way I'm going, but. Yeah, it was Jordan. definitely a binge now for me. What about you, John? Or Dave? Oh, we're going Sorry. out of order. I'll tell you. Where are we going? Which way are we going? I wasn't paying uh, attention. I mean, I guess Sorry. we can go to Norway. Well, we, like we said, we already know where John's Dave. going. Almost uh, like you said we can go to Norway. I'm like, uh, okay, well, all right. Could, I mean, let's book not? the tickets. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Um, I, I am going to say binge later. Uh, I, I really like this, but it's not, uh, there's other white guy karate movies. I'd probably go to first, but, uh, this is, uh, this is among the best of the best, hmm. but it is a binge later for me. Let me translate that for you. There's other Asian appropriation movies that Dave would go to first to see his karate in. Okay. <laughs> that was just a really <laughs> funny line. Dave's like, there's some other white boy karate movies I would watch first. That's basically what this <laughs> That's what I call them, the white guy karate movies uh, the 80s and 90s. Wow. Wow. Like, that's a whole subgenre? <laughs> it really kind of is, though, because you have this, and then there's No Retreat, No Surrender, which had all of its sequels. <clears throat> Dang. Kickboxer well, movies. I, th I, th I think yeah. there could be a best of the best, like a modern sequel, or like a Cobra, Cobra Kai-style revamp, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, you could, could happen. Um, you could have a legacy sequel, as they call them now. Bring back Eric yeah. Roberts for a, you know, maybe he hosts. A cameo? Yeah. It's a binge now for me, so I think overall it's a binge now. It's a perfect introduction to this month's feel-gooders. All the feel-good movies. 
all month long. Jordan gets off the hook because we don't have to shame her into screening a classic movie because best of the best counts. There we go. I think that's yeah. fair. Um, what else is going on? Oh, one of the fans asked me if we we're going to have a Thanksgiving episode. He said, I liked your guys' Halloween episode. Um, it's been a solid month, but are you guys going to do Thanksgiving? And I was like, well, at first I said no, but then I thought about it. I was looking at the playlist, and I was like, wait, actually, we touched on a Paul Newman movie in a couple weeks, which will technically serve as like a, also a Thanksgiving movie as well as a feel-gooder, because part of the movie takes place during that season. So, yeah, I guess actually we will have a Thanksgiving slash whatever day episode. And uh, maybe we'll we'll let them know what our holiday playlist movies are, too. Um. Wow, was it a fast one? Super excited. Um, staff picks. If you watch something else this week besides the movie of the week, you want to share with the audience. What do you got for us, Jordan? I mean, it's not necessarily feel good, but it's not feel bad either. Feel lukewarm, just like room like temperature. I might steal this one because we had talked about it a little in chat, John, mm. but um. Killer Sally was like really, really, really good to watch. And there's definitely like, it's very sad that someone had to die and there's a lot of like relationship stuff, but I just think it was one of the, like the more like the, the outcome of the entire like docu-series was really kind of heartwarming in a sense, just because she like moves on Okay, that's yeah, all I'll say. You're saying like it's uplifting. I'm like, really? Because I just saw her like. I'm clapping her folks kids because Jordan just with the hardest spoiler of the episode. I'm I didn't sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. <clears throat> it's funny because I was literally watching that up until I came up here to start recording, uh, like halfway through the second episode, and I'm like, I'm just like, how does how do you feel good? Because I just left watching her console her kids. In like an interrogation room, like oh no, it's like and bad. I'm just like, it gets oh god, what are they, are they going to ever be reunited? But there <laughs> is know? resolve. That's all like, I'll say. Oh, well, that's so. the trauma-inducing scene. Is like they show you footage from right after the murder in this show, and the mom is being separated from her children, and they're like screaming and crying inside of the police room, and I'm like, yeah, wow, just time travel to the worst events in your own life, you know. My God. Well, and for me, it was like when the kids got older, too. So that's all I'll Mm. say about that, Dave. But like, that's where my, like, some of my trauma kind of came in. But there's a resolve. So, I mean, I'm glad. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, like I said, I left out of nowhere, like, oh, man, this is, this is harsh stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it was excellent. But I mean, also, so much about like the bodybuilding industry back then and like how it was. There was like this dark underbelly of the bodybuilding world, and I don't know the, the, the home people. wrestling videos. Like you come a, pay, and we'll yeah. make a video with you. Yeah, the like muscle <laughs> prostitution I found yeah. so fascinating. He's and... gonna love that part. I'm I'm convinced that there's gonna be a dark side to anything. Like uh, you know, mm. there's always like I, I saw a documentary like the dark side of Chippendales, and I think you mentioned the dark side of Playboy, and like. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty right. soon we're going to see like the dark side of beanie baby collecting, or I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. I mean, well, when do the bronies have a dark side, right, Dave? 
I wouldn't be surprised. We'll have that. Those are metal fans of, of My Little Pony. Oh, I know what yeah. a brony is. It's oh, for the God. audience, not you, Jordan. <laughs> oh, we know oh, you okay. know what a brony is. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Don't get so offended. I know I, I I know you've seen some things. Well, what, you know. Hardly. Hardly. It's just a running gag. It's a gimmick. What are you going to do? Well, Dave, what did you watch? Oh, man, I've uh, watched, uh, I've actually been uh, watching quite a few good things, but um, I watched uh, what I think we were supposed to watch for the show, but we decided, eh, let's not take the chance. I still Weird watched Al. it. Weird, the mo- the Weird Al Yankovic story, or Yankovic. Um, probably one of the best spoof movies I've seen in a while. It's a spoof biography, autobiography, but there's also like real nuggets of truth in it. So it's like a weird fusion of like actual biography, docu- or movie. Mm-hmm. But also a spoof of them, so I don't know. I don't know how you categorize that, other than it's a autobiographical spoof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's great. It's one of the hardest I've watched. Wow. Uh, I don't know. You watched it, John? Would you? I watched it. I was. I know it's not your pick, but like I took it off of the playlist because I didn't have time to review it, and I didn't want to like elect a movie that um, is not like podcast worthy. And be kind of a dud. Like last month, we have a few duds on accident, like highly anticipated movies. So they want to get my hopes up for the World All movie. It was zany, but it was funny in parts. And uh, it is a parody of a music biopic that also serves as a music biopic. So it's kind of interesting. Um, if you have the access to the Roku channel, it's free. Why wouldn't you watch it? You know, if you got a 90 minutes on an afternoon or whatever, and you got nothing else to watch. Um, yep. I watched probably Cameron Crowe's like worst movie, maybe Elizabeth Town, which is still not made it so the like Orlando Bloom plays like a shoe executive and he designs a billion dollar shoe and then they lose a billion dollars and he gets fired because they they blame him for it. And then his dad also dies. So the whole movie's like wrangling all the elements of the funeral with the dad's country family and then his mother's city family trying to bring both sides of the family together right and uh kirsten dunce is in it we were talking about stalkers earlier um (laughs) so she goes she try like tries too hard like right away at the introduction of her character like she's like immediately enticed by him but maybe it's because like a small town nothing changes but she's also like a bored red-eye flight attendant but she like attaches to him very early on. And then you see their relationship evolve over like the 12 days that he's in the Midwest or whatever for the funeral. Um, but yeah, but by the time the movie gets uh, towards the end, you're like, yeah, I want the sappy ending. I want them together. I don't want them apart. Um, so whatever, you know, and, uh, what else did I watch? I also watched word L. Like we just said. And um, so I don't know. <laughs> like, that's about it. Do I recommend people watching Elizabethtown? Not really. Unless you're just trying to complete, like, what did Cameron Crowe make besides uh, Almost Famous and um, the Jerry yeah. Maguire movie? Yeah, so, yeah and Jerry. That, yeah. I think that is, like, literally the only Cameron Crowe movie I haven't seen yet. No, no way to take that back. I haven't seen singles either, but. Seen what? What is that one? I have not seen Singles either, which is another Cameron Crowe movie. Oh, you know what? I completely erased from my brain because it sucks so bad. It's the blockbuster TV show on Netflix. It's terrible. Oh, man. I watched like four episodes in the background. I gave up. This is like if the overprivileged, like popular kids 
were trying to write, uh, I don't know, like a character sheet on what they thought the nerdy kids were like or something. Because like this is like these people making these, this TV show who are entitled writing about what they thought it was like for the people who worked at the video stores. And there's nothing genuine or unique or even funny about any of the characters or their struggle. And you're just like, wow, they wasted a huge opportunity to make a good show. Um, I think they tried. I mean, not very hard. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing in that show made sense. Like the, the circumstances under which this, this one became the last blockbuster and everything. It just, it made no sense whatsoever. I don't know. Well, next week, Dave, you get to eat your Wheaties. Oh, that's also the title of the movie. Yeah, it's got Tony Hill. May or may not have Elizabeth Banks, but she's part of the actual plot of the movie, hmm. which is kind of unique. She's a real life actor, but she's also the plot device for the movie. So you have to take a look at it. And right. uh, I'm going to bring you know, a big ball of Wheaties to the next episode. Mm. And, you know, ball health is important. Take care of your balls or take care of your loved one balls. Now I'm going to tell them something that's a complete contradiction to telling them that they need to shave their balls with this magic tool. Uh, is I, I was reading that pubic hair is coming back in style. That people are going full bush. Hmm. Post-pandemic life, baby. Going full caveman. Full cave lady. Full cave person. Hmm. Any thoughts on that one? Probably people who, in the pandemic, just gave up and found, hmm. like, eh, I'd rather just not shave anymore. The elastic band <laughs> on their it's... pants just stretches a little bit further. Yeah. Jordan doesn't want to reveal one way or the other because then she'll be like, "Are they thinking that about me, or David, <laughs> or John?" I, I mean, don't you know. don't have to think much about me. I shave <laughs> balls well, so that gives you a clue. Jordan's flexing; you can't see. Folks. No, Jordan, I was trying to see? show the armpit hair, but it's really oh, not she's clean. There, so she's clean, like that episode of All of a Sunny in Philadelphia. Have you seen the quarantine episode? Do you watch mm-hmm. that show, Jordan? I had made it to like season maybe five or seven or something. There's an episode where they think they have a plague in the city and Danny DeVito shaves like his entire body. So he has like no eyebrows, no hair, no body hair. And then he's crawling around inside of like, he got like uh, 50 gallons worth of like hand sanitizer and he's like taking a bath in it. And he's like, I want to be pure. I just got to be pure. That would be me. I'll be back next week with no eyebrows and no hair on my head. No, don't do that because your eyebrows are like you have like million dollar eyebrows. Oh, like, thank you. Right now, every famous person or like, um, so the girl that was in that mo- that horror movie, what's David? Okay, so this is one where they switch bodies. She's got the eyebrows, right? Oh, and uh, she's gonna creepy. be she's she's gonna be in the Ant Man movie. And then I just saw, oh, it's in. Do you know the White Lotus show, Jordan, on mm. HBO? White Lotus. It's like mm-hmm. about about weird things that happen to people at hotels. And uh, there's a girl in there. I don't know where she's from, but I'm like, why is Jordan in this show too? What is going on? I'm so it's like a it. thing, like power these, women these in their eyebrows. That's an excellent compliment to give. So thank you, John. I appreciate that. Hmm. I like thick eyebrows. So thank you. And I'm going to go Danny DeVito next week. I'm going to have no hair. It's going to all be gone. I really want to put the Manscaped thing to the ultimate test. Let's see how far I can go. Shave it all. <laughs>
Dave, it's okay. You did it. Yeah. You got through best of the best. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It was it was uh, the middle of the best, I guess. I guess. It was a silver. <laughs> oh boy. 